Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Dais, a podcast about the stories taking place in and around El Paso County, Colorado. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and my guest today is Megan Harrington, the Executive Director of Planning and Community Development here at El Paso County. How are you doing today, Megan? I'm good, Scott. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, So before we get started, I want to quickly add that if listeners are interested in more stories about people doing good in and around El Paso County or hearing from county leadership about local government priorities and how they operate, you can find additional episodes of this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. But to get started, Megan, I wanted to have you give a little bit of background about yourself prior to your coming here to El Paso County. Sure. Well, um, I've been with El Paso County as the executive director here for planning about eight months now. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been in Colorado since 2003 and working in various municipalities um, up and down the Front Range. So when I moved here in 2003, I had some friends that were in college in Colorado and they said, hey, Uh, you need to leave Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and come (laughs) to Colorado Springs. And I said, okay, sounds like a great idea. And I took a planning job with Pueblo County. Okay. I was with Pueblo County for a few years. And then 06, 07, I actually worked for El Paso County as a baby planner. Uh, I was a planner, too, for the county for several years. And then spent, um, after I left the county, spent most of my time with the city of Colorado Springs. I was a Colorado Springs for 13 years in various positions. And when I left uh, in 2021, I was the assistant director of their planning department Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, went on to be the director for the town of Monument, spent some time with a private real estate developer here in town, and then uh, here as the director uh, for El Paso County. So really excited. The director of planning for El Paso County was always a job that I wanted Mm -hmm. Um, and thought it really fit my skill set and was pretty excited when I saw that the the job was posted and couldn't believe my eyes and said, (laughs) I need to apply for that position. And here I am. Very good. So how has working with those other municipalities prepare you for the role that you're in now? You know, as the county planning director, I see it as a very regional position. So not only am I working with El Paso County development, but it's also very important to me to work with those local municipalities, Monument, Fountain, City of Colorado Springs, all of all of the other incorporated areas with, within El Paso County. Having been around the Front Range for 20 plus years in the planning profession really helps me uh, it really helped me make those connections, those local connections and understand development that's occurring. If I need to call somebody up because we have a question in El Paso County, I know who to call. Mm-hmm. I understand. Um, I understand the development patterns. I understand who who is doing what around the area, uh, and really have seen the growth that's occurring, uh, and am familiar with the plans. Another piece that's really important um, is that in this position, we've started having regional planning director meetings. We're pulling together all of the planning directors around El Paso County just to ensure that we are coordinating uh, and moving forward um, as a coordinated region. 
And while it didn't sound like it was for too long, how was being a part of a private firm, kind of on the other side of the fence, if you will, uh, how has that benefited the work that you do? You know, it was it was eye opening. Uh, it was a great experience working for a developer who has major land development projects in Colorado Springs, and how they work with municipalities around the area. Uh, in my position, we hear there's often issues, or it's it's tough to get through the municipal planning process. Mm-hmm. And having had that job on the side of the private real estate developer uh, coming in on the development side. Um, <laughs> I think someone called me one time Darth Vader. Um, that's, com- a, that's a great nickname. Don't be ashamed of that. <laughs> um, coming into it and seeing the process from the other side was eye-opening. I know exactly what we need to be doing to continue to move projects forward. And not everyone has to agree that it's a good project, Um, Some projects are good, some perhaps not so good, but we need to make sure that we're focusing on customer service, that we're being transparent with what we do, and that we're making the processes as easy as possible, not only for the large developer, but also the citizen that's going to want to come in and ask questions about, how do I subdivide my property? Uh, I want to build a deck. You know, we, we have a variety of questions. How many chickens do you allow on a residential property in El Paso County? I mean, all of those different levels of questions are asked to a planning department, and and it's really important to be able to understand how your message is perceived to that person on the other end. And I I feel working for uh, a developer gave me the, uh, the opportunity to see on the other side why it's so important to have streamlined processes as they, as they um, approach the county or, or the city to do development. It's funny you bring up the question or the comment about the chickens. We actually had a uh, media request come in just the other day. Someone was asking how many uh, dogs were there, could there be on a residential property before it was considered a kennel? And I was like, well, geez, I I don't even know where to go with this. But I went to planning and it turned out you guys have the answer to that question. That is a thing. That is a thing. Yes, absolutely. So we get large questions from I own 500 acres Mm -hmm. and we want to put in a suburban subdivision all the way down to, yes, how many dogs can I have before it's a kennel? How many chickens? And can I run a a business out of my home? Yeah, that's very cool. So you talked about this a little bit. I'm wondering if you could get into it a little bit more of what some of your responsibilities are as the head of the planning and community development department. So some of my responsibilities include um, department oversight of the, there's three separate divisions within the planning department. The planning community development department is made up of code enforcement, which is always a very popular topic. Uh, Code enforcement is overseeing um, the code in relationship to violations on individual private properties. So code enforcement will go out for anything from my weeds are too tall to junk vehicle. Uh, Code enforcement also has a designated uh, code enforcement officer that works with homeless camp cleanups on private property. Uh, And that's um, a program that we've been working towards increasing and having that designated staff to work with homeless camp cleanup um, on private properties within the county. So there's that aspect. And then there's the planning aspect of that, which is uh, 
the entitlement process. Someone wants to rezone their property, uh, a master plan for a new suburban subdivision, uh, the questions about the dog kennel, Mm -hmm. the the chickens, the home-based business. uh, Those are all staff of planners that answer those questions and then ensure that if a, a property owner comes through and has a request and that application is submitted to the county, the planners uh, review those plans to ensure they're in conformance with the county codes and regulations, and then move those on to the decision makers with all of the technical details having been addressed. And then the third part is we have staff at a front desk that not only answers questions, but also reviews and approves building permits uh, along with the Pikes Peak Regional Building Department. So when you submit a building permit for the addition to your home or garage or a new single-family residence, you apply for the building permit at Pikes Peak Regional Building Department, but there is a sign-off when you're in in unincorporated El Paso County. There is a sign-off for the county to verify that you're in compliance with zoning standards, so building setbacks, the height of your building, location on the property and what that building is going to be used for our staff in the planning and community development department reviews that and signs off on your building permit Uh, so those are the three main um, areas that we look at the planning department also um, monitors and reviews development for the um, conformance with the county master plan the your el paso county master plan Mm -hmm. Uh, which is our vision for how the county um, may grow into the future. And so a lot of that implementation of that plan comes through the county planning department. So your department is located, the El Paso County Planning and Community Development Department is located at the Regional Development Center. Is that what it's called? The RDC, right? It is, yes, Regional the RDC. And uh, in that building, you also have regional building is in there as well. How beneficial is it to have that, not only a close partnership with the organization, but to literally be in the same building with them? And how, has, how does that uh, help the processes that you guys work with? Years ago when that uh, facility was constructed, it was, it was done so to be a one-stop shop. Uh, the customer, again, customer service being important um, to all of the local agencies, uh, the intent was uh, to provide that service all in one building so that you didn't have to drive around town getting a sign-off from regional building, sign-off from the county planning department. Um, within that building is also um, a branch of the city planning department as well as Colorado Springs Utilities. So all of the um, all of the local agencies that are involved in planning, development, building, and construction are located in that one building. It's a great benefit. Uh, the, we often have questions of regional building, and we're able to just walk right across the hall, ask them if someone comes to our front desk, but it's really not a planning-related question. We don't have to send them to a whole other building. We don't have to send them downtown. We're able to just send them over to the, to the regional building department. Um, it's also handy to have the City of Colorado Springs Planning Department in there because oftentimes people don't know if they're in the city or if they're in unincorporated El Paso County. Sure. sure. Um, so they'll come over to our office and they say, hey, we have all these questions. And says, no, you're actually located in the city. You need to go um, to, this, to talk to this other agency. Um, so it's, it's great for that, again, regional coordination um, being located all in one facility. And to you, what does that mean 
like, I guess the foresight of saying, you know, this is something that we think is important. We don't want people to have to go all around town. What does that say to you about the people who are in leadership back then when the decision was made, but even now about how important it is for uh, residents to have things as easy as possible, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think it just says a lot about um, the forward thinking and, and that collaboration has always been important in the region. And, and and sometimes we hear, oh, the county and the city don't really coordinate, they don't communicate, um, or you know, the same can be said about uh, the city of Fountain and El Paso County. Are they talking about what's happening um, in the region related to growth and mm-hmm. infrastructure? And the answer is yes. You may not see it every day, right. but we are absolutely talking and coordinating on a daily basis. And it just says a lot about the decision to house as many of those local agencies in one building as possible so that we are a one-stop shop and we we are right there coordinating with each other literally on a daily basis. Yeah. So you talked a lot about what the planning department does. I think just as important is knowing what the department doesn't do. I mean, you, it seems like there's a very broad scope for the department, but what are some common misconceptions uh, about the planning and community development department? Some things that maybe people think you are responsible for, but in fact, it's quite the opposite. Well, a couple of things we're not responsible for, which is different because we are an unincorporated county planning department, um, is that we don't, you know, as the county, we don't have a fire department uh, specifically. When there's new development coming into areas within um, unincorporated El Paso County, we work hand-in-hand with the local fire districts throughout the county. So we're often, folks come to the front counter asking if we can give them some advice on fire mitigation or, you know, they're looking to build a house and they have a very long driveway, very long steep driveway, you know, what are the rules? And really, we have to send them back out to their local fire district because we have some county code related to those items, but Mm -hmm. we are not your local county um, fire district. Those are all separate. Mm -hmm. Um, the, The other item is related to water. We're reviewing, um, we're reviewing state documents, and we are verifying that you as a citizen have gone through that process if you're looking to uh, drill a new well or um, a secondary well or have a secondary water source. We're reviewing all the state documentation, but we really rely on the, the property owner to go through that process with the state. Um, we're a review agency in that respect, but we're not a water provider. We're not a, we're not a utility uh, so we're pretty limited um, often on the, on the questions that we could answer and, and end up sending folks, um, you know, to, to the state or to their local water provider to get the answers to those questions. So you bring up water. It's definitely a um, topic that gets brought up quite a bit, especially when it comes to land development issues. Uh, in your opinion, why is water such a hot button topic? And I think it just has to do a lot with our location, um, being more on the landlocked side, there's a lot of conversation and that we talk about um, depletion of water and how much development can occur before you know water becomes scarce or is too expensive to access. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the state of Colorado has a hundred-year water rule. El Paso County has a three-hundred-year water rule. So years ago, we took that extra step to ensure that there was water 
for the future. And El Paso County a couple of years ago adopted a water master plan that really went and studied how water is allocated, gave some implementation on water conservation and, and how to move forward being responsible with the water that we do have. I think water is just on the forefront of people's minds when they see new development and additional growth in the area and wanting to ensure that there's water for the future. When people see the additional growth occurring, I think water is something that they understand and that they feel is a precious commodity and want to make sure that as this growth occurs, that those decision makers are thinking about long-term water usage and the availability of water. Um, you know, And we are through that review with the state and having a 300-year water rule, um, you know, we're looking at those issues and ensuring that, that that's all a discussion as part of the development review process. Um, and I just think it's something that people understand. It impacts them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a direct correlation to how they feel about development and growth and water. And, and I just feel that that's probably one of the reasons that uh, it, it always comes up in conversation. Uh, as uh, is an important topic. Yeah. And, and a lot of those conversations happen at land use meetings. El Paso County has uh, public land use meetings uh, where the public can come and, and uh, pay attention to the development that's going on in the county and, you know, make uh, their thoughts known about uh, all of those topics. Uh, interesting thing. So starting in September, starting this month, uh, those mo- meetings are moving to th- the second and fourth Thursdays uh, at 9 a.m. The first one, however, is going to be at 1.30 p.m. on September 14th. But after that, they're all going to be on um, the second and fourth Thursdays at 9 a.m. So why, in your opinion, is it important for people to come to those meetings and participate in the process and make known their thoughts about you know, how development is moving forward here in El Paso County. It's important for, it's important for citizens to take an active role in those public, that public hearing process, because that is going to, the growth that's occurring around them or in their neighborhood is going to directly impact them. And the development review process is referred to as a quasi-judicial process. And that is a really big legal term for it's treated like a public hearing. And that's when those decision makers have uh, a list of review criteria and you have people for the project and people against the project. And those decision makers are looking at the project, listening about the project, and then determining if it meets those review criteria. So part of the planning process and something that people always um, feel really passionate about is the public notification process. And the department and the importance of the department being transparent. The department notifies neighbors within a certain distance of what's occurring around them, applications that are submitted, and it's really notifying them to go to the public hearing and listen. And if they feel strongly in opposition or support, that's their time really almost like testifying in, mm-hmm. a, in a court proceeding as to why it is a good or, or a bad idea. And you never know what um, a citizen perspective is going to bring up, an idea that perhaps, you know, planning staff didn't think about asking. Mm -hmm. So that's really the importance. Uh, People get very emotional 
when it comes to impact to their property. That's something that they own. Yeah. Um, what's going to be occurring near them is absolutely going to impact them on a daily basis. We do our best to get the, the word out there, educate people on what's occurring. You may not always like it, but that's what the planning staff is supposed to be doing, letting you know that something is happening, giving you the information and the tools in which you can go and, and have your voice heard. Yeah, that's good. And you mentioned the word transparency. I think, you know, this is something that we've talked about on this podcast before quite a bit. Um, something that I think should be a point of conversation in a lot of government speak. Uh, you, I think it's easy as someone who isn't connected to the government, or if you're just a resident, you don't pay a whole lot of attention to be pretty cynical about government and think that, oh, they're trying to do whatever's best for them. They're not looking out for me, the resident. And, you know, you can think of a lot of different things. And if you're not paying close attention, I can certainly see how that could be your thought process. I was, I had that thought process at one point in time before I worked for government. So, you know, why for you and for El Paso County is transparency just a really important part of the process? It's not something that, you know, is a uh, sprinkled on top of our process. It's actually part of the main ingredients to that, right? Like, why is that important for you? Well, we all, we all live here and, you know, we live here for a reason. Um, we live here because we want to live in the best community that we can and we want to know what's going on and, and be informed, right? You can't bury your head in the sand. And, and so I think it's really important because unless you're a planner and you're dealing with this every day, I mean, we have a ton of acronyms, you know, we can be our own worst enemy sometimes. <laughs> um, unless you know where to look for the information or it's in, you know, right there on the main website in your face. I mean, how often are you going to go looking for that? Right. Um, so, so transparency is so important so that people are just informed. Um, again, you may like it, you may not like it, but you're definitely not part of the process if you have no idea what's, what's going on. And so it's important to put that, to put that information um, to put that information out there and put it out there in a way that people can understand. Um, try not to use as many acronyms in the planning <laughs> world, right? Um, have it explained. Call the planning department and say, hey, there's something going on near my house, and I don't know what it is. I mean, I would expect the planner would spend maybe even more time than you would want them to explaining to you the process and what's happening and all of the steps and how you can be um, part of that. Uh, and it's just, it's just important to follow those follow those things through so that you're not surprised um, when it's when it's too late and then there is no recourse. There's no input. There's no ability to coordinate with the planning department or the developer or, or you know or your neighbor who might mm -hmm. be building something. Um, and so, it's just you know important to keep informed locally. Yeah. So we've covered a lot of ground. I think <laughs> during the conversation, uh, but I was wondering if there's anything else that you want to add that uh, we haven't talked about yet that you think would be important for listeners to know about. So That's a fine. couple things that I think that would be important for the listener to know about the planning department um, is that we, we are enforcing is a really strong kind of negative term, but we're enforcing or working with the land, the county land development code. Um, and it's an older code. So this, uh, this version of the land development code that the, that the county planning office right now is working with 
was adopted in 2007. And, you know, things change. Development trends change. Um, our role, a large part of our role, and I think this is, you know, maybe goes back to when we're talking about misconceptions about the planning department even, um, but, but something that, that you'd want to know is trying to improve your property if you're a citizen, it shouldn't be that hard. And we want to have you come in and talk to us, and we want to find solutions. Yes, we have a land development code. It talks about how property should be developed. Uh, and the intent there is is to build a good community, build a great community. And that doesn't mean it has to be difficult. And so I don't want people to think, oh, I have to go talk to the planning department. That's an office full of bureaucrats. They're going to just throw out roadblocks that is not the that is not the mantra around the county planning department. We want to be helpful. We want to help you find solutions and options to keep you moving forward. Um, and so, we want to be a resource and not have you know a negative experience. Um, so it's important to know. Use us as a resource. Um, come in and help. Let us help you find solutions first. Um, and give you that information and share that information. And, and again, we'll work with you um, through the building process, through regional building, just to ask questions, um, throw out ideas, and um, we can just educate on that part of the code and, and, again, how you can move forward. Great. Yeah, that sounds good. Thank you for adding that. So uh, thank you, Megan. I appreciate you taking the time today and for all the work that you do here for El Paso County. Thanks, Scott. And the next time you call, I'm probably not going to answer the phone because every time <laughs> Scott calls, you want me to talk to somebody or about something. And next time. It, it, it's all for your benefit, I, I promise. I'm going to send you the voicemail. <laughs> if you're interested in listening to additional episodes of Beyond the Dais, you can find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.